are you? How often do you check in with yourself? Just to take a mental inventory of your feelings, your thoughts, where you are currently in life and where you're going. I feel that we need to do this often just to keep a healthy mindset and to also keep us focused. It's okay sometimes to be a little selfish. Sometimes it's needed. Showing a little self-care to ourselves is never a wrong thing. This is going to be our topic on this podcast episode. How often do you check in with yourself? Are you truly okay? Taking control and ownership of you. If you're ready, I'm not going to hold you. Let's get into the podcast. Hey, welcome to Smooch's Podcast. I'm your host, Antrell. I created the Smooch's Podcast to help inspire, to help empower, and to help you find your true authentic self through storytelling and laughter. So let's get inspired. Let's listen to some good storytelling. And if you're ready, let's get into the podcast. Smooches! Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Smooches Podcast. I'm your host, Entrell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you to all my uh, current listeners, my loyal listeners, Smooches family. Hello. Welcome to all the new listeners. Someone who maybe have has just stumbled across the podcast. Hello to you as well. I hope you become a part of the Smooches family. Listen, I have to give you guys a warning at the beginning because um, my dog is snoring in the background. Millie is just doing her thing. And I'm going to tell you, she sounds like a real human being when she snores. She's a pretty big dog. Um, She's about 90 so pounds. So she's big. And she snores like nobody's business. So she is getting her relaxation on right now. And, um, you know, I'm not going to stop her from doing it. Um, So that's the fun in the podcast episode today. And it's over. No. okay. so getting into things, um, I think I'm going to start with what's going on in the world right now. So I came across this story um, in the New York Post and um, it was a rather odd story. So. Here we go. The story is that a 34-year-old man had been hospitalized after ingesting a banana wrapped in a condom. Let that sink in for a minute. Um, Yeah, just let that sink in for a minute. Okay, so... um, (laughs) This had caused the uh, gentleman severe blockage in his small intestines. Um, So I have to believe that was very painful. Um, It stated that um, to prior to seeking medical aid, the uh, unnamed patient experienced abdominal nausea and vomiting. 
yeah, if if you're blocking the intestines and you can't move things through, I, I'm pretty sure that's sounds about right what you probably could, you know, you will experience something of that nature. It says he reported that he had, it was reported that he had a history of depression and told doctors that he swallowed the condom covered fruit in a fit of hormonal rage. Um, Yes, this does sound like a mental illness situation because it is so bizarre. I've never really, I've never, I don't think I've heard anything like this. Um, I don't know. May, have you? I mean, I, I've heard of people doing bizarre things like if you, I don't know if we have any doctors in the house, any nurses in the house, people who work in hospitals um, closely with patients, but there are some weird situations that happen and um, very sad situations that happen. So anything that comes through the hospital, the emergency part of the hospital, I don't think that it's very shocking to those people who have experienced these things. So it's not unusual, uh, but it is very bizarre. Um, So this bizarre case deemed to be the world's first and was published early this week in the medical in in the medical journal. So, wow. Um, so this was a unique, really unique case. Um, so to say all of that, um, the fruit that was wrapped in a condom was removed from the gentleman, and he did survive, but. Like, um, I, people who struggle with mental illness, they'll do different things to get a reaction out of people or just to, um, sometimes to, um, I want to say to maybe even to harm themselves sometimes. Um, and when you're mentally not stable, you do different things that until you understand what is happening to you, you don't really understand if that makes sense. Like, so I don't think this was bizarre behavior. I mean, it is b- bizarre behavior, but for someone who is struggling with a mental illness, there are a lot of things that people with mental illness will do to themselves and self-harm themselves when they are depressed or things of that nature. Um, It's just sad, but it's very, very bizarre and very, very interesting. So I definitely had to talk about that one because I've never seen that. I had never heard of anything like it. I've I've seen, no, I've not seen, I've seen a lot, but I've heard a lot of different scenarios and situations that people who have worked in hospitals and things like that have actually um, seen. And I've experienced a few, um, but not uh, a large amount. And um, yeah, so very bizarre. I had to bring that out to you um, and and tell you this story because I was taken taken aback from it. (laughs) And um, yeah, I didn't know what to think, but I'm like, this is very interesting. So what do you think about it? What do you think about this story? 
Okay, so moving on to some celebrity stuff. So I think this is the only celebrity chit-chat that we're going to have today. (laughs) Um, So there's been a lot of uproar about this topic, this situation, this story. So the artist Erica Badu, who's like 50, um, she has a daughter by the name of Puma. And she's the daughter of um, the rapper DLC. I think I want to say DLC. Yes. Him and Erica Badu had a relationship together and um, they created this beautiful girl. So there is a photo of Erica Badu and her daughter posing together with these leggings on that are showing their backside. And I mean, Erica Badu to be 50, I mean, she has it together. (laughs) She has it together. And her daughter is 18. And um, people are really outraged by this. Um, To me, I don't really see this is the thing here. People do things for reactions. Uh, And I think that they're getting what they wanted out of the situation. I don't really feel that this is well for the men. It's probably like very exciting because it's like, oh, the mom and a daughter. Whoa. You know, uh, but on the other hand, we have people judging. And I mean, certain people do things with their kids. We don't all live by the same rules. Some people have fun like that. And I think that people just take it to another level. If they're doing them, let them do them. There's nothing that we can do to stop them from being who they are. And maybe that's not how you choose to pose with your daughter, but you can't stop her from doing things with her daughter. Maybe this is just how she wants to be with her daughter. And this is how she creates a bond, a relationship. I don't know, but this is how she does things with her daughter. And that's just that. I mean, we can't change any of that. And we have to just sit back. I mean, because what people do, we want to all control We want to control things out here and we just really can't control it. People are going to be people. I think that the only people that we can be responsible for is ourselves, really. At the end of the day, everybody wants to control a narrative. That's just not possible because you have people who are just going to be them. I mean, you can give words of encouragement and things like that, but that's going to be truly it. You cannot control people's actions. It's just, you cannot. And I think that people are, you know, in an uproar because they're stating, oh, where's her morals? Yeah. <laughs> and things like this. And it's like, honey, relax, because we're not all built alike. We can't all be on the same page when it comes to behaviors and things like that. We just don't work on the same frequencies. We do not. And the sooner we realize it, the better we can move on. Trying to have, trying to give people a moral compass sometimes 
it's just like people are just trying too hard. And I'm not saying that Erica Badu doesn't have her morals intact. Absolutely not. Because I think that she does. I think she does great work. She's a midwife, if I'm not mistaken. She helps women with home pregnancies. So that's huge. And for her to be a black woman, knowing that the high mortality rate with women giving birth, black women giving birth to babies is huge. She's educating as well. So I'm not saying that her moral beliefs are out of tact, but maybe she's just having good fun with her daughter. And um, we can't really judge. And some people are saying like, you know, she's only 18. And okay, you know, I understand. I get it because I feel like there are certain things that I would do with my daughter and certain things I will not do with her um, being a particular age uh, and 18 to me, if a, a child is under 21, there are appropriate things and inappropriate things. But she's 18. She's actually legal, guys. So it's not like she's six, 16, 17, and they're posing like this. So I feel like if this is their empowerment moment, this is their empowerment moment. And there's nothing that we can do to like change this narrative. People need to give it up. But, you know, when we put things out there, we are putting ourselves out there to be judged, unfortunately, because it may not be to get a reaction or maybe it is to get a reaction, but we are exposing ourselves when we put things out here in the world and on social media, things of that nature. So um, you have to expect that. And they could have been doing it again with fun intentions, but people are going to take it a different way and men are going to sexualize it. And so <laughs> it was another gentleman I had uh, viewed and he stated that that men are not over-sexualizing women. Women over-sexualize themselves. Like that's another conversation for a different day. But he was really um, talking about this situation in itself that um, in this case that they were over-sexualizing themselves and it wasn't men at this, at this moment. Um, and I mean, that's to each his own. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that because I don't know what their intentions were. So I can't really state. What do you think about this story? I don't know. Okay, moving on to our topic within this podcast episode. So I feel like there's been so much heaviness going on, right? I feel like we don't have an opportunity or we haven't really had an opportunity to tap into us as a person. This new year has come in, I feel like, full fire, Um in full force because there's been so much drama and so much heartache in the news. It's just been crazy. And I'm not a person who really watches the news, but I can't help but to see what come across what comes across news feeds and things like that. And it's just very, very heavy. So I wanted to get into something which is the topic of this episode, which is change your thinking. I think that we are in a place where, yes, we state that it is the new year, 
but we're still working towards new year. That makes sense. <laughs> A new year. And it's we're building up to that. Okay. Um, and I did a little research. It's, it's you it stated that the actual new year doesn't begin to the beginning of spring, I think it so that's March the 25th. Um back years, years ago, that March the 25th was actually declared new year, a new year. That's wild. So maybe we're just building up to that, right? Um, But I just feel that we haven't had time to really change our thinking, really, and, and to really set our intentions for the new year. And not setting goals and things like that, but just really honing in on that it's 2023, right? Sometimes you have to, I feel like, divide yourself um, in the world, right? Because you have the bad thinking and you have the positive thinking. And... It's a lot of weeding out, doing the work and things of that nature so you can actually focus on what you need to. And I found that tapping into yourself is really not a bad thing. It's actually really, really good doing the work. And I've been on a journey where I have been actually doing work with myself and just working on my mental, working on my behavior, just working on me in general, the way that I respond to things, the way that I react to things, I just really paying attention to me because I feel like the more that I'm aware of what's happening, the more that I can change that, which will probably and has, not probably, but has changed my whole vibe. Getting rid of that negativity, that negative stuff, just changing my my thinking, starting there. And I feel like when doing the work, we have to do several different things, right? <sighs> so I feel like sometimes, like I said, we have to divide ourselves in life. But when I say divide with this right here, I mean separating ourselves from people. And it could be anyone. Because I think that everyone is not worthy of you and your time. I really don't. And the more we realize that, the more we will be okay and we we'll start to create that those good vibes. The life that we want to see for ourselves, right? Um, I also feel like getting and weeding out some of those insecure friends. And when I say that, it's that people um, who are not sure of themselves tend to put beliefs on you and 
that starts showing up in your life. So when we can do the work to help move ourselves forward from those situations, I feel like we'll start, we're, we're doing the work. We're starting to change our thinking. We're starting to change our, our energy, our frequencies, right? And dream killers, Ooh, dream killers. Have you ever just told someone like this dream or this belief that you had and this person was just like, mm, okay, just flatline, right? And I, I, that's the person that I really have to be aware of because I need people around me who share that same energy who are fired up about things the same that as I am. Because if you tell me something you have going on, I am fired up for you. I want the same energy in return. And if you can't give me that and you're not fired up as well, I don't think that's a good fit. And we have to start looking at that because it's so weird and so odd how that happens. We call people our friends or people who are close to us or whatever, family, and you're so fired up about what's going on and you can give them that energy and they give you nothing back. You have to really start tapping in and thinking like, hmm, is this where it's at? <laughs> Maybe not. Because if this person is not fired up as the same as I am about what's going on and my situation like I am with them, and we support each other, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. And we need to be aware of that. I would say also jealous people. Hmm. Uh, and jealous people can fall under the radar because jealousy doesn't always show up as being um, noticeable, I guess. It can be a sneaky situation. It could be very, very sneaky and you don't really see it or even notice it, but it's happening. And I mean, you have to be really in tune to actually notice signs of things of that nature of what's happening. But so that uh, that causes you, you have to be aware. You have to be present. And you What's what's amazing because I see people who will talk to me and they'll have certain issues and they'll come to me about it. And um, I feel like God is using me in a way where I'm there to listen, but I don't think that person can handle what I'm dishing out because I don't think that it will be received just as though what I'm giving to them. So maybe God is using me in a way, but I would never consider them as a friend or anything like that because I just, I don't feel that same energy, you know? But I'm not gonna stop and block my blessings because, you know, I'm that empowering person. I'm gonna give that to them, if that makes any sense. I'm not gonna stop being the good person that I am because they can't, or they're not willing to give back what they've been giving. you Because sometimes you have to give back. That's the thing. You can't always be receiving. You're a taker if you do that. And you're, 
how how much of good use will you be to anyone if you're just that type of person? You have to give back at a certain time in your life. Okay, so what about people who have problems with your God and or the person that you serve? Yeah, I mean, you have to take that in consideration because if people are not accepting of what you believe in, they they you don't have to believe in it. You absolutely do not have to believe in it, but you 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 need to be respectful of it um, and support me. I'm not asking you to believe, but you know, just give me support. If it makes you uncomfortable, just say that, but don't try to derail me from my beliefs. Um. And low vibrating people, just very low energy people. When you talk to this person, this person is just like, oh, another bad day. Just don't ask me. I mean, I understand every once and again, you're going to have these situations. But if you're that same type of person all the time, you are a mood, a vibe killer. You are not going to be the person that someone else is going to want to be around. And these are also people that you want to avoid by all costs. Just avoid them. They're not going to serve you at all. This person obviously has work that they need to do on themselves and they haven't started to do that. And if they haven't started to do that, they can't give it to you. So let them have their space, get it together And then they'll know when they've done the work and they're ready because they'll come back. And if you are receiving, then yeah, you'll accept it and then you'll move past that. You'll move on if you want to give that person grace. And we're told to give grace to individuals. Absolutely. But just those low vibrating people who just always are ready for some toxic stuff. And some of the times it's just like, what do you gain from that? <laughs> what do you gain from that? Seriously, like, you're, is, is that making your day better? Do you feel good about yourself? I can't believe that you do. I really can't believe that you do. If you go on and carrying on the way that you do, just you just never, it's just always chit-chatter about somebody else. You don't have anything to bring forth like, um, oh, I'm doing this. I feel like this. How do you feel? Maybe this needs to change. What do you think about this? Maybe we can do this, get our energy. Like be that person, be that person of what you want to receive and get back from the universe or other people. You have to. And if these type of people are... In your world, make sure you are removing them. So moving on, I wanted to ask, when was the last time that you felt amazing? Vibrant, giddy, alive. Think about that. Because I don't know if I've ever really... Man, I and you know what? When I when I started to think about this, I, I don't know that I can even remember 
the last. Oh, I can. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking, because I was I was having a real tough time with this. That's crazy, right? I was having a tough time thinking. When was the last time that I felt amazing? I felt alive. Well, um, I felt alive when I got married, and I felt so alive when I got pregnant with my first child and then my second child and just carrying those babies in my belly. And I just felt so alive. This was just a new situation for me. And I was actually creating life. It was crazy. And then I think that when I got a glimpse of my son, Holding him after giving birth, it was just amazing, amazing to me. And I felt so alive. He was my little person. He was my little person. And then with my daughter, just to see that little person come out and she was so, and they're just so into you. Oh, man. Like, I felt really alive then. And I want to recreate those feelings. Like, I want that back. I want to recreate that. (laughs) I need to recreate that. So I've been thinking about that. And how do I get that feeling back? Not having more kids. Okay, we're not doing that. I don't think that's in the cards for me. But um, (laughs) how do I create that? So maybe we need to start creating feeling files. Right? Places where we can go back and identify our feelings. Um, And this could, oh, I do a lot of journaling, right? I do journaling now um, and I have a prayer journal. So I do this because I like to keep myself accountable. I like to know what I'm feeling. I like to know where I was and currently where I am and where I'm headed if that makes sense. And this journal is helping me do that because sometimes we can get lost in the world and things that we're doing every day. And how do we keep up with it? How mentally do we keep up with it? Because a lot of us don't remember a lot of things. And if you experience trauma, trauma blocks things off from um, from you thinking about it. So if you've experienced trauma, you'll block off a certain period of your life sometimes. I know I have. And um, I think as a young girl, I did keep a diary and it was very brief. And I wish I had did more of that because I remembered that helped me remember some of the trauma I went through. After my mom passed, it helped me remember some hard stuff, you know, I didn't really have the words together, or, you know, things like that. But it, it, it helped me remember those things. And um, what I didn't want for myself, what I didn't want to bring on into the future and what I wanted to um, be who the person I wanted to be for my kids. Right. My family. So journaling is really, really good. It helps us keep our feelings intact. It helps us never forget, but appreciate where we're going. And this is a way that we check in with ourselves, you know? And I think that that's amazing because when we can, 
because you see where I had to think about what made me feel amazing and what made what was a point in my life what made me feel really, really good. If I had journaled that, I could always tap back in or go back to that. But I do want to also remember. So I'm working, you know, towards that. But the more that I feel good about myself and the work that I've been doing, it is helping me remember a lot of things because I'm not in trauma. I'm not struggling. I'm actually coming into my own. I'm feeling really good. And this is helping me remember more, which I'm appreciating because when you have a trauma-filled life and you're doing things things out of pain and hurt, you're not really going to remember or want to remember all of those times. You're really not. But I do like to be present and current. That helps me as well because I'm going to tell you, when I got married, married um, there was still... I don't think that there was really, there was really a, there was a good, um, that was a beautiful day, um, but there was still some pain in there, right? Uh, And I think because there was still some pain, not in my relationship, but just in my world, I blocked some things out. And a lot of it is a blur. And I hate that because that those are the times that you want to absolutely remember. You want to remember. And I remember my pregnancy. I remember in being in the hospital and things like that. I remember walking around in pain, trying to get the contractions going and my husband trying to be a comedian and and make jokes and things like that while I'm in pain. And I remember all of that, <laughs> you know, remember seeing my baby's beautiful faces, you know, both my kids, you know. So <laughs> we have to start doing that. I feel like the more that we keep these files, the more that we create a place for ourselves to check in. I feel like this could open up different possibilities because it's like doing a mental check. You can go back and say, ooh, that didn't look too good. I was really struggling right there. And then you're looking at some parts, you're like, ooh, I'm doing the work, but I'm not really doing the work. And maybe we can tap in and start really focusing in on those situations. I think it's helpful if you can take a little time out of your life. I feel like journaling is the best way to create these files, to check in with ourselves. And it doesn't have to look like um, two pages full. Sometimes I just get going and it's a lot, right? But sometimes I just have to state a few lines, a few sentences, and then it's done. And that's it. That I mean, that's all I have to give at that moment. I might be exhausted, you know, and we have to just be kind to ourselves to understand and realize that. And, you know, it just really I felt like. Because there's so much heaviness going on and I feel like we are trapped into a place where. We are being I think like beliefs are being placed and put on us right does that make sense 
there's so many tricky wording and things like that that's out here that can persuade us into a different way. And it's like, if you're not conscious, you'll play into it. And I don't want to be that toxic place where you hear a lot of this. And it, you know, I do really try to have a conscious of what I put out because sometimes people just want a good vibrating place. They want a safe space. And when hearing all that drama, it's nice to laugh about it and we move on. But the hard stuff, like I really, really struggle with talking about that. I really, really do. So it's not often that I like to bring it to you. But if it's just like a thought provoking situation, then yes. So before we go, we want to make sure that we're coming into our own. Putting a focus on us. Our own person. Having faith. Sometimes, you know what I feel like? I feel like sometimes we have to be delusional. Not the crazy delusional, right? (laughs) I mean, delusional in the point where sometimes we have to create that delusion to make it appear. I'm very, I'm delusional when it comes to certain things. And it might not have happened, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to create this world for myself. And that's the the delusion that I'm, I'm speaking about. Because I feel like that is a good type of delusion. If we don't really, I want, it's almost like dreaming or manifesting. If you don't create that delusion for yourself, you're not really bringing it to the forefront, right? You're not. It's still hidden. And how do you come into your own if you're if you're not creating or trying to create that world or really I don't know, really focusing in, zooming in on that situation or that drive or that passion or, you know, how are you doing that? Yes. I just feel like we need to start taking more care of ourselves Um, and doing things with intention. I think this is going to be so meaningful and helpful when it comes to coming into our own and changing our way of thinking. So I hope this podcast episode has been helpful to you. Um, I think we just, we need a boost. We need some energy. And I hope this has done it for you. I hope it gives you some things to think about because that's the whole mission of this podcast. It is just to encourage you, give you good vibes, help you create the best life that you can, go through life with all the energy and the positiveness that you need because day-to-day is a struggle. 
it is really a struggle. And if you don't put forth those good vibes, you will not make it. And we can live good. We can live that life. But we, you have to start feeling it. You have to start believing it first. So please follow me on Instagram, Smooch's Podcast. Email me, Smooch's Podcast at gmail.com. Keep those positive vibes going with commenting, with subscribing, with sharing the podcast on many different platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, on any platform that you get your podcasts, share. Because you know what? That's part of the gift. If this, if you receive this and this did something for you, share it with the next person that you feel like really might need this. And... We are going to end the podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed this podcast a lot. It helped me and I hope that it did something for you. Until the next time, Smooches family, thank you for always supporting me and Smooches. (laughs) 